But I'm keen to understand, uh, how has South Africa been performing, in your opinion, given the unity, the messaging uh, and the investment philosophies we've been sharing with our global peers in Davos this week? You know, Gugu, there's one thing that makes me very proud um, as a South African is how under tough conditions, you know, we hold together and it shows at every platform I've been and it, it actually showed even here in Davos, a very well-prepared team um, led by Invest South Africa. And obviously we have our team of ministers here, you know, Minister of Trade and Industry, Minister of Finance, backed up by, you know, the team, you know, from AFTA, uh, uh, you know, I can't say this word, but this is the Free Trade uh, Africa uh, by Mr. Nene, who's the, you know, the ambassador for us to look at trade issues in Africa. It's been a fantastic narrative of a country that is emerging from challenges, which we know what they are, which uh, has got clear structural plans structural adjustment plans that have been put on the table, clear resources that have been put on the table, and also with very clear partnership from the right partners such as civil society, yes. uh, business, um, and obviously government uh, in terms of how we resolve these issues. So for me, performance-wise has been really strong behind a very strong narrative of hope uh, where we can demonstrate uh, that this is a recovering country and we can actually see some green shoots in some areas of our economy. 100%. I'm so intrigued, as you say, that it's a collaborative effort to resolve for the challenges in South Africa. Speaking of some of the challenges that plague your sector, it certainly has to be the freight rail and logistics environment, including our ports. Last time we caught up on your numbers, the environment wasn't looking too positive in terms of solutions for Transnet Freight Rail. Help us understand where we are now, if progress has been made in order to address these concerns, and of course, the ripple effects it has on your profitability as an organization. Absolutely. And uh, shortly, we would obviously be sharing these numbers when we are uh, talking about our March, uh, our annual results in March. Mm-hmm. But suffice to say that uh, the situation has not worsened. That's one thing for sure. Okay. Um, we are already aware of where the railing capacity is going to be for 2024, which was already you know, communicated to us in 2023. So we do adjust our production such that we are in line with what we told. So one thing, you know, at least we can take. Obviously, we've had an unfortunate incident that you guys may have heard about. I think it happened on the 16th uh, in the morning of a collision of two trains, which will impact us, you know, in this regard. But having said all of this, um, we've seen some progress from the side of Transnet uh, with government taking some steps and trying to arrest this problem. And one of those for me it has been um, the new chair announcing this turnaround plan, mm. uh, which recognizes that any good business is run on basic principles yes. of good governance which include 
you know, managing your balance sheet in a prudent manner. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me has been um, very critical. They've also allowed themselves to have this external technical audit that looks even deeper in the inefficiencies uh, of the, you know, their operations. Uh, and we're looking forward to the outcome of that report. And we do participate, obviously, uh, in that audit and also involvement of all parties um, at all levels in terms of the Minerals Council. We also have this now newly formed committee that you are aware of, which is the National Logistic Crisis Committee, Mm -hmm. working with the president and his uh, cluster of ministers and making sure that resources have been put together and they are all now channeled through into the areas that we've collectively identified Mm -hmm. as where the challenges are. So that is one part of uh, the challenge. Are we going to see any changes in terms of the number of trains that we receive per week? Maybe not. Mm. But what else have we been doing is what for me is important to say, how has Exaro and other peers have been de-risking themselves to make sure that we are not relying on just one source, which is then Transnet, yes. to also, and also that, uh, uh, you know, rail to RBCT to look at alternative ports. And we've made a lot of progress in actually using a neighboring port like in Maputo, yes. uh, which we'll talk a little bit more Google during the results. Yes. But to say you've got to, we cannot waste a crisis. Mm. And a crisis gives you such strong muscles to actually deal with these challenges. And they become easier the more you uh, get to understand how to navigate through alternative means of survival. Um, So yes, we're well challenged and the teams are really meeting uh, or rising up to the plate. 100%. 100%. I, I'm encouraged by your response, uh, Dr. Tsengwa, because it really does speak to a level of collaborative uh, efforts and a clear understanding of the challenge. But as you say, you can't waste a good crisis. I can't wait for results day. The rest of my questions were really <laughs> alluding to uh, the operational <laughs> performance of the business, but I guess we'll set them aside for that. But key to you being a CEO in South Africa, like almost half of the globe, we are heading to the polls later this year for elections. And whilst I understand the electoral outcome might not play much of an influence on your business, but it's the economic policies that come about from it. It's the uh, stability, political stability and clarity that influences the business landscape. How are you viewing the year ahead? And not only some of the economic, but political risks uh, and I guess policy framework and structures that you hope will provide clarity for your sector? Oh, well, thank you for that question. You know, I, I receive this question all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, governments, there have been, you know, uh, um, polls in this in our country um, every uh, number of years. Is it four years? Yes. And we really have not been worried about, you know, changes or any, I would say, um, you know, frustrations of, you know, today we chop and change and we do things differently. So really, this is not a scenario for us mm-hmm. that we necessarily uh, plan for. But you know what we do? We build stronger muscles in engaging stakeholders. That is for us key for success. Whoever is running a policy or who is in government is immaterial. Is to make sure that we keep to the law, which is very good, 
our constitution is very clear. And then the subsidiary uh, pieces of legislation is aligned to that, that inform how businesses run, what expectations, the rights of people, they're all in that document uh, or in the legal uh, framework of our country. And we will keep any government accountable. We've got agreements. Some of the agreements are legally binding. Um, so I don't really think that we are that concerned about the changing regimes. But it's just to make sure that as we transition now during this election period, we support everybody, the structures, the government, to make sure that the elections happen in a orderly manner, is yes. sourced fairly, so that we can have the right outcome at the end of the day. The issues of politics really is not our job, but is to be able and do very well mm. in engaging those who are in government and doing that very well by being a sincere, open uh, citizen of South Africa. 100%. Dr. Tsengwa, such a pleasure engaging you this evening. Looking forward to many more conversations we'll have before the budget, results season, mining in Daba. It's going to be quite an active year, but uh, one that certainly, as you said, uh, needs us to heed the call to source for our so- solutions and challenges in South Africa. Thank you so much, ma'am. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.